0: This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Psalm 61. Let's go there in our Bibles, and we'll jump in for the second time. Okay, guys, don't you go too far away, okay? You come back up a little bit. We'll sing again. Put your hands together one more time for the band. Look at these guys. Amen. Gamby is our drummer. He's Still single. We've been looking every week for him, so let's find some mus- mistletoe for him. Okay, Psalm 61. This is the this is the last installment for those of you who just joined us. We've been in a series called Faith Forward Future. Really, just preaching the sections out of the book. This is the fourth section, and I want to finish here. Um, this section is really talking about who, uh, where do we go. We've talked about um, what the whole Uh, deal is, what God wants to do, and who who a candidate, who's a candidate for this. I want to talk about where today, and I want to start at Psalm 61. This is David writing here. Watch here. Psalm 61. I love this scripture. Put it there on the screen. It says, hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, anybody here by show of hands, you've ever been overwhelmed before? Let me just see your hand. All the mothers are getting ready to do Christmas, we're praying for you. We love you. All the men said amen and a good thank you. So when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than myself, than I. He's talking about um, when, when I feel from the ends of the earth. Now, what, he's talking ge- geography now where God's presence maybe was over here in a particular city at the time. He said, even if I'm over here on the outskirts of where you are, God, if I'm at the ends of the earth, I'm going I'm to cry out to God and I'm going to ask God for help. I just want to encourage you today. God wants to help you. God wants to lend his hand. God wants to lend his ear to your situation. He said, even if I feel like I'm at the outskirts and I'm not doing that good, I hear my cry, oh God, attend to my plea. And he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Now, he is talking now about lead me to the rock. Now, we know that Jesus is the rock of ages. So he's saying lead me out of my rubble, out of my circumstance, out of my situation, and lead me to a higher place. I believe that God can get you out of your circumstance. God can get you out of that bad thinking pattern, out of that, that horrible situation. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I believe every one of us, our soul craves to be attached to something bigger than ourselves. You know, the Bible actually says in Ecclesiastes three, 3 that God has planted eternity in the hearts of every man. So it's inside of our souls, eternity, that we want to be, be, be a part of something bigger than us. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Now, to be noted, when the Bible talks about the rock, we're not talking about Dwayne Johnson. The rock. I know cheap, but I had to do it. It's just in my head. I'm not going to check it down. It says, okay, lead me to the rock. Lead me to God. That is higher than I. Saying, I'm, I, even if I'm in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a trial, I feel like I'm in the outskirts. I'm not winning. I'm not doing good. I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to cry out. And I'm going to say, God, I need your help. I want to preach a message today. You write down the title. It's really just a question. It's called, where do you turn in the middle? Where do you turn in the middle? I want to preach about the middle of your life today. And I want to pray and believe that God will come and speak to us and encourage us today. Let's bow our heads and let's give God our attention. Jesus, we worship you today. We thank you that you are for us and not against us. You are with us. God, we remind our soul and our situation of your nature and your character. You are loving, you are kind, you are good. We ask today, open up our eyes so we can see your son, open up our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit do something unique and profound in these moments and in this setting. God, we are praying as Angelinos. let the Los Angeles Lakers rise back to glory next year. God, we know you're not gonna let it happen this year, that's obvious, so we're praying for next year in Jesus' name, and everybody said together... Come on, let's put our hands together. Come on, Angelino's. Let's start praying. Let's get some faith. Spirit of Kobe, okay? Um, it's, it's amazing to me. You, you know, um, the start of something is just so much fun. Like, you ever started something that just, it's exhilarating to begin, like, a grand opening of a restaurant, or I'll never forget the first day we started Zoe Church. We start, we started our church in the club, okay? We started, we start our church at One Oak. I don't know where you think revival starts. We started in the club, and so, so, there's some, to start something, you know, start a relationship. Come on, Gamby. Start, start a new love, and start, start you know, to, the beginning of something is just, it's the best. It's just fun to start stuff, okay? Uh, and the end of something, when you, when you end, like like retire or you fulfill something, you complete a task, you complete a project. I mean, the Bible actually says in Ecclesiastes that the end of a thing is better than the beginning. Why? Because the beginning is just inspirational. It's just inspiring. But the end of something, it represents completion. I, I fought the fight. I finished the, the task. I, I did what, what I was called to do. I grew up in a pastor's kid. I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in a pastor's home. And where I grew up, I grew up in a small. little island in the state of Washington where there was this huge naval air station, huge Navy base. So in my dad's church was all these military people and my dad, I felt like my dad was always attending some some military officer was retiring from his duty so my dad, like a good preacher, he was going, he was getting dressed up, he was attending the ceremony and then he was having the bad punch and the really cheap cake afterwards and just he he was just there to celebrate the end of a thing. But you know what I love about God? Our our God does not just start stuff, and our God is not just there at the end of something, but our God is right there in the middle of what you're going through. Come on, anybody thankful today? He's not just the God that starts. Now, please hear me. Let's, let's look at God's character. The Bible says, he who has began a good work will complete it. So translation, God does start things. Some of the reasons why you're in that business or you're doing that thing is because God started to work in you. God started the idea. God gave you the dream. So God is the alpha, and He is the omega. He is the author, and He is the finisher. He does start, and He does complete, but I'm thankful today that our God is there in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the situation. Come on, anybody thankful today that we are celebrating Emmanuel Well, God with us. We talked last Sunday about the names of Jesus. He's the wonderful counselor, prince of peace, mighty God, everlasting father. Now he has these names and one of the names we talked about last week, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. That God is not the God that's only with you when you're doing good or doing what he's asked you to do, but God is with you when you're in the middle of a decision, when you're in the middle of a circumstance. When you're going through, God is best, not just at the grand opening, not just at the retirement. God is God in the middle. In the book, I tell this story, I won't, I won't bore you with all the details, but my mom hoodwinked me into running a marathon. And so, she, I'm on this marathon, and I'm in the Seattle, Seattle half marathon, and, and, and I'm running, and my mom also convinced me that you couldn't bring an iPod on the race. So, I'm running the, the Seattle half marathon in 30-degree weather when it's raining outside, and, and, and I have no Beyonce single ladies, okay? Are you tracking with what I'm saying? When I started the race, I'm telling you, I felt like Usain Bolt. I was going to kill the game. like, I was just like, I felt like Jack from the Titanic. I don't even think I took a first step. I just was floating in the air. Just The first mile, I, I ran a two-minute mile. This is my translation. The end of the thing, you end in a football stadium. I ended with all these people around me. I never felt so good about myself in all my life. By the way, your boy, the Gazelles, I ran it under an eight-minute mile for 12 miles. No training. Hashtag holler at your boy. So the end, the end was fulfilling, but I, I, you ever been like seven miles into a run and all you hear is your own breathing? Your mind goes to a bizarre place, mile eight. I started thinking about coaches that gave me no playing time and teachers that gave me bad grades and girlfriends that broke my heart. Am i Am not preaching to anybody today? It, it, it's oftentimes the middle that is the hardest. The middle of a marriage. The middle of a project. The middle of a circumstance. This is when we become bored. This is when we become distracted. This is when we can lose our way. I want to talk today, if you feel like you're in the middle of something today, where do you turn? I know this might seem Captain Obvious, but write down point number one today. We need to turn to God. We're turning to the right thing, not the wrong thing. When, when we're in the middle, a lot of times we turn to substance. We turn to distraction. We turn to something that could lean to a, lead to a barren path or something unfruitful or even destructive to our soul. But I want to tell you today, we're, we're, we're talking about turning to God. We need to turn our life to the one that can help us. I love this. God initiates things. God completes things. But I love in the middle, God is the enabler. In fact, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, Timothy, I love God. God chose me. I was the worst of the sinners. God chose me, put me into the ministry, and enabled me to do his work. We serve the only God that can enable you. In other words, another way to say it is if God called you to it, he's gonna see you through it. He's gonna help you, he's gonna equip you, he's gonna divinely position you, he's gonna give you the right relationships, he's gonna give you the strength that you need, the foresight that you need, the wisdom that you need. Am I preaching to anybody that has found God to come? And enable you, come on, you didn't think you could do it, but God came and gave you the strength. So we need to turn to our source. Look here in Psalm 23, one of the most famous psalms in the Bible. And watch what he says here. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We could just stop there and conclude. What is David saying? God plus nothing equals everything. If I've got God, I've got everything I need. This Christmas, it's okay to have a few wants, but can we just conclude together? We have everything we need because we have God. The Lord is my shepherd, I, I shall not want. My soul is fulfilled. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. You know, if you study that, that, that verse out, He leads me in paths of righteousness. It literally means God is committed to lead me down a path To my happiness. Isn't that good about God? God wants you to be happy. God wants your life to be happy. Anybody, by show of hands, you want to live a happy life. Yeah, God is committed to taking you down a path that leads to your happiness. He leads me down paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Watch this part. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mile seven and mile eight. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. If you're in the middle of something, I want to encourage you today. God is with you. You could be walking through hell on earth. Come on, God is with you. You can turn to the one that is already there. Come on, his face is already towards you. God has not turned his back. He has not turned his ear. No, his face is a flint. He has focused on you. His eye is on the sparrow. His mind is set on you. I'm thankful today. I can turn to God who already turned towards me. Watch this, Psalm 121, put it on the screens. What are we doing today? We're turning to God. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where in the world does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. In other words, we're turning to God. I'm not turning to look at how I feel and what I see. I'm not living just off the circumstance and the situation. I'm lifting my eyes to the rock. I'm lifting my eyes to heaven. Come on, I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Come on, I'm turning to God. I wonder what your world would do if you just turned to God. Come on, God waiting to love you and encourage you and help you and heal you. And aid you and comfort you. God, come on, we turn to God. Get our eyes on God. What would happen? Because I believe that God is the type of God that can literally turn you towards himself. Watch here in Malachi chapter, chapter 4. And I love this. This is from the, the prophet Malachi. He says, and he will turn. We can just stop there and just get encouraged. And he will turn. God is in the turning business. My wife who's pregnant right now. And we're going to get our, our child is supposed to come out Super Bowl Sunday. Drive off in a Hyundai, just seeing if you're listening. (laughs) And um, the last child, Maverick, my my, my two-year-old Maverick, he was breached. So we had to go into the doctors and get him unbreached. And I'm telling you, these doctors, they brought a whole team in there, and they turned the child from being breached, turned it where it was Correct. And just uh, God is in the turning business. God can turn around the most messed up life. God can turn the hardest heart and make it soft. God, God turns stuff. God can take what is destructive and evil. He can turn it around for his good. Am I preaching to anybody that believes that about God? He's a turning God. And he will turn. What does he turn? The hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. In other words, the Bible's saying God can take a father who's absent and a father that doesn't care about his kids, and he can take that hard heart and turn it towards the children. God can take a child who feels so broken and hurt and bitter and upset at their dad. He can turn that heart towards the father. We serve the type of God that can turn our hearts around, turn our lives around, turn a situation around. Come on, somebody put your hands together today, and let's thank Jesus together. Come on, we're turning towards God. Don't you turn to something that will destroy your life. Don't you turn to something that's a quick fix. Don't you turn to the passing pleasures of sin. Turn to something that's good for your soul, that leads you to a path of your happiness. I'm turning to God. And by the way, write down t- number two. I love this about God. God can meet you anywhere. Oh, I love this about God. God can meet you anywhere. I don't care where you are. God has the ability to not wait for you to come to him or for you to turn to him. God will come find you right where you are. We serve the type of God that doesn't wait at his church service saying, y'all get to the service. God will come and find you in your worst place, in the midst of your brokenness, when you are addicted, when you don't feel good about yourself. He'll find you anywhere. We have this guy in the church, you know, we just did the, the Faith Forward Future Experience, uh, downtown L.A. Nobody goes to downtown L.A. unless they have to go to downtown L.A. <laughs> downtown L.A. And um, so we did it on a Friday night, downtown L.A., 7 p.m. We're down there, 7 p.m., and, and having a good time downtown L.A. And this guy was telling me all day he's coming to the event, and he texted me about 30 minutes before the event, and he said, hey, he said, I just put it into my maps, and the map is showing me it's going to cost me about an hour and 15 minutes to get from my house to downtown L.A., so I am not coming. And I text back, I understand. <laughs> All the Angelinos said amen. God is not that. God, God doesn't look to where you are and go, oh, you are too far gone. You, 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 you're, just, you're too st- steep in this thing. You're too bitter or broken, that your life cannot be turned around. No, God can find you anywhere you are, God will find you. God met Abraham on a mountain in the midst of his obedience. When he was about to sacrifice his promise, God met him on that mountain. God met Jonah in the midst of his disobedience. When he bought the fare to Tarshish and went the opposite way, God met him right where he was. Come on, God met Joseph when he was betrayed. God, God literally met Elijah. Elijah was fleeing from the will of God, running from a woman he was scared of. God said to Elijah, where are you going? I've got a plan for your life. God met David on the backside of the desert. Come on, anybody thankful today? God met all those guys, and God knows how to meet you. Come on, somebody thank the Lord today. He is a God that knows your address. He is a God that knows when you stand up and sit down and go out and you come in. He's fully acquainted with all your ways. I've got good news to you today. God's not going. It's too far away. He's going, I know how to get to you right now. I'm, I'm with you. I've never left you. I'm by your side. Emmanuel, God with us. So you know what I really need when I'm in mile seven and mile eight and I feel so defeated and I feel so down and I feel like I don't know if I can keep going and I want to quit and I don't feel that pep in my step. I don't feel awesome. I don't feel great. Has anybody here felt mile seven, mile eight of life? Go, I want to quit right now. Who would even notice if I'm quitting? I remember mile eight, I'm, I'm moving like this, this fast. Older women just flying by me. Waving at me. <laughs> if I turn around, who will even know? The the lure of quitting. The seduction of throwing in the towel. You know what we need? We need in the middle. Where do, you, where do you turn? We need God and we need friends. It always comes back to the the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God. With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as your what? Love your neighbor as yourself. I need, I need a friend. It's amazing to me when, when the devil really wants to hurt you, he'll send somebody. And when God really wants to bless you, he'll send somebody. The same thing the enemy uses is the same thing that God uses. God is into using people. God really blesses you, he'll bless you with a friend. We ought to just put our hands together and thank God for the friends that we have. Come on, anybody here today, you're thankful for your friends. In fact, would you write down point number three? Friendship works best in times of trouble. I'll tell you when friendship works best. Friendship works the best. This is Bible. I'll explain the Bible to you in a moment. But friendship works best in times of trouble. It's, it's amazing to me, and this is a value we have at Zoe. At Zoe, one of our values is when everybody else is walking out of your life, we're walking into your life. When everybody else is bailing on you, when you go through the worst of times, you're going to need, and you'll always remember, the. you will always, emphasis on always, you will always remember the people who were there for you when you needed them most. I've been in hospitals. I've been in hardships. I've gone through pain. I always remember those that were there for me when I need them the most. Watch here, Proverbs 17, verse 17, what the Bible says, a friend loves at all times. I pray that you don't just ask God for these types of friends. I pray that we would become these kind of friends. I want to love people when they are on the mount of splendor, when they are hashtag killing the game, when they are doing their best, when they are crushing it and they're, they're on the top. We should be a church that is so secure in our grace that we can celebrate the gifting and the promotion of others. I just want to tell you, if you're going to be a part of our community and you take off and God starts blessing you and God starts promoting you, you better know we're going to be on the end of the bench waving our towels, saying, way to hit another shot. I'm so glad you dunked it. Come on, let's put our hands together for everybody in the community. Come on, that's having a good season and doing really well. We applaud your success. We applaud your breakthrough. Come on, let's be louder. Let's say, let's say, create a spirit of encouragement. There ain't nothing worse in Australia, they call it tall poppy syndrome. And in Australia, they have this, this syndrome called tall poppy syndrome. And they say in Australia, don't, don't get too high because we're gonna, we going we gonna to get down. No head higher than us. So this tall poppy syndrome is nobody can succeed. I pray that at our community, people would not feel ashamed or embarrassed about the blessing that's on their life. So we, I think that was an amen from a child. I believe that. <laughs> An infant shall lead them. A child shall lead them. That was beautiful. (laughs) Preaching so good. Six-month-year-olds. Amen. (laughs) If you're on the Mount of Splendor, what about people in the Valley of Despair? People not doing good. Not doing. Yeah, my friend, you just know they're not doing good. Really not doing good right now. How so-and-so? They're not good right now. What's not good about it? It's not doing good. <laughs> They're just not doing good. The valley of despair. I, I, I think that when the Bible says a friend loves at all times and a brother was born for adversity, what is it saying? Friendship works best in adverse times, troubled times. You know, like when you're going through the worst and you 're in the hospital or you 've lost a loved one, we want to step in in that time. I had a friend the other day who was playing sports on television. It was a really big game, and it, I love this guy he 's a good friend of mine, and he 's playing a big game. I went to go root for him watch the game and I promise you at this really big stage, he played the worst game of his life. I mean, it was just so bad, it was painful to watch, but i couldn 't stop watching and and, 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 and I, know, I know from experience that that People, athletes, when they do well, sometimes they will have to change their phone number if they win a big thing and they do really well. They have to change their phone number because their phone just blows up. And I was watching my friend do so bad. It was just awful. And I, 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 at the end of the game, I thought, I can't wait to text him because I wonder if he would have played so good tonight, the phone would have blown up. I wonder how many are texting today. And I wrote him a nice text, and he wrote back right after the game. He said, thank you for texting me. I do think the best is yet to come. And I just, I'm telling you, church, a friend is born for adversity. Let's be the type of people in our community that when you're on the mount of splendor, you're in the valley of despair. It don't change the way we see you. Come on, give God some praise today. A friend works best in times of trouble. You know what I needed in mile 7? I needed somebody to run with me. I needed somebody to run next side and say, "I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady." I need somebody with me. I need everybody passing me by, because a friend is born for adversity. I wonder if you're just praying, God, give me that friend. You got to change the prayer. Lord, make me that friend. Lord, look me. Look, give me opportunities for me to step in and help somebody and love somebody and go see somebody at the hospital and bring somebody a meal and send somebody a text. Come on, church. Let's be the church we're called to be. Let's be the type of friends we want. Come on, love your neighbor as yourself. Here's the last thing I want to tell you today. Write down number four. It's my favorite part, and we'll be done with the whole series and the whole book. This is the, the, this is the summary of the whole thing. Write down number four. We are, we're we're keep, keep moving forward. That's what all this is about, right? Just keep. I know, I know it doesn't seem good. I know it's hard. I know nobody sees your sacrifice. I know maybe not everybody's aware of what you're going through, but can, can you just make the decision to keep moving forward? Life is is a decision remember life is not about what happens to you it's about how you respond to what happens to you so we got to make a decision life is a perspective life is a decision a, it this my situation i choose to ask god i feel like i'm at the end of the earth whoo hear my cry oh lord attend to my prayer jesus please lead me to the rock that's higher than i please lord I'm turning to you and I'm going to turn to my community. It's amazing to me how many people that go through these types of things and they're in the middle of addiction, they're in the middle of depression, they're in the middle of a bad season, and they're not willing to just talk about it. we got to be people if you're going to move forward, you can't do it in your own strength. You need God, you need people. You need community with you. People coming alongside, being a blessing. Strengthening your hand. Amen to that. Look at one last verse here, Proverbs chapter 4. To give you context, This this is an older man writing to his son. So he's writing wise words and wise saying to a young man. Watch what he talks about moving forward. It's the book of Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom. And he says this, he says, Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, son, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. It's almost like he's saying, come on, son, we're moving forward. Don't you you get caught up gazing upon other people's success. Wow, how God has blessed them. Don't look to the right or to the left, son. Hear me, son, we're moving forward. In our home, in our situation... These are the cards we've been dealt. We're going to play them to the best of our ability. Ponder the path of your feet, son. In other words, listen, you're going forward, and I know you don't feel like you're going that fast. Don't worry. Just keep keep the forward momentum. Just keep going. Don't stop. Don't roll over. Don't lay down. I want to preach to somebody today that you need a little bit of endurance. You need a little bit of strength. And you can feel the wind of heaven coming at your back. Just saying, just keep moving forward. We're going to keep the ball moving forward. Come on, don't lie down. Don't look at everybody else. Don't get so focused on the situation. Come on, the only reason why I finished is because when I felt like quitting and I felt like giving in, something inside of me just said, don't quit. Just keep moving forward. And I might have been going at a nail space, but I knew that God was calling me forward. I wonder how many people here today, you're saying, where do I turn? What do I do? I feel overwhelmed. I want to tell you, let's let God lead us to the rock that is higher than I. Let's let God do the work. God can bring you out. God can turn around the circumstance. Come on, God can move you forward. It's all God. Come on, we got to depend upon the Lord. I'm not looking to my own strength. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? I know where my help comes from. It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Come on, somebody give God some praise today. Somebody thank Jesus. He's for us and not against us. He's going to keep us moving forward. Come on, I'm going to turn to God. I'm not turning to my emotions. I'm not turning to anybody else. I'm turning to Jesus. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you were inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website www.zoechurch.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.